Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. And it is a very happy one for me right now because it is Ask Riley Day. And I have a special guest today. I'm so stoked about this because you guys had such a great reception with the Let's Talk About Sex Baby podcast that I did with my husband. And I love that because here on Really Riley, if you're new around here, welcome. I'm Riley, your host. And I always like to talk about all the things that will make you laugh, make you cry, and sometimes go, what the fuck did that girl just say? Those are my favorite. Um... But when I sat down with my husband to talk about sex and, you know, the importance of it in a marriage and all of those things, a lot of people were like, wow, like the fact that you even got your husband to talk about that. He's an officer. He's very reserved, you know, outwardly to everyone else. But I got him to open up. And I think that's important conversation to have for the health of your relationship. And I am not an expert in that. I like to talk about a lot of things. And I always say I don't like to go further into things from an expert view. Uh, any more than I know about. I don't, I like to talk about things from a real perspective, as you guys know. Um, so I thought it would be a really great idea. And thank you, thank you, thank you to one of my We Got This fam for hooking me up with this lady. Her name is Katie Wilkinson. She is amazing. And side note, I want to tell you guys that we're going to go here tonight. So I know some of you mamas and dadas and friends have maybe littler ears, teens listening to this. So Maybe we listen to it first and decide what pockets you do or don't want them to hear or if at all. But I'm never going to tell you to turn it off. So just I am putting the disclaimer there now. But hi, Katie. Hi, Riley. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Like, I'm so excited for this because I thought about this from a different perspective when I did the Let's Talk About Sex Baby podcast with my husband of like, well, in terms of how men and women view sex and the value of it in a relationship, a lot of times I think that women can be, you know, mentally based where the V is not going to get sloppy. I mean, ugh. <laughs> it's not going to get slippery. Let's put it that way. If there's not a mental aspect going on to it. But then I thought about it from my husband's perspective that men sometimes can be, or at least in my experience, more primal in the idea that that's their way of like connecting and taking the temperature of the relationship. And if that's good, everything else is good. And now I'm speaking from a point of like the forever, ever type relationship that I want it to be. But I wanted to go further and answer these sex questions about anyone, you know, whether you're newly dating or you've been married for forever and a day, like I've only been married for two years, or if, you know, you're just fucking around for fun. So (laughs) this is going to be fun. So, all right, Katie, do you think that... Sex is one of the most important things in a relationship. This is my question. We're going to get to the Ask Riley questions that we did on Instagram earlier this evening. But do you think that sex is more in the way of like a 10 in importance or like a 2? I think that's going to vary based on the relationship and based on how important sex is to the individual people within that relationship. But personally, I think that it's very important. And I do want to distinguish between sex in the like tab A and slot B kind of penetrative form versus like the entire (laughs) realm of sexual intimacy, because there's so much more to it than just, you know, the one act that people think of. And that could put a lot of pressure if one person is kind of more focused in that sort of direction. Like that can put pressure on the other person to be like, oh, well, if I'm not ready to receive this frequently, it's going to kill the relationship when in really like it's there's just so much more to it. There's so many other ways to also connect that then contribute to the health of a thriving sexual relationship. See, y'all, this is why I confer to the experts on these things, because I would have never (laughs) put it that way. But we definitely got a really big reception for these questions. We might even have to do a part two, which I'm absolutely fine with, because you seem like good company, my friend. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know, right? Okay, so let's let's get into it. Um, one of the first, I'm going to leave you all anonymous because some of you guys I know don't care because I know you, you know, you're you're part of the We Got This Army, but some of you guys, you know, want to be anonymous, so we're just going to keep it neutral and not give any names. So this person said, um, vaginal dryness and atrophy. I'm truly trying not to go the way of any hormones. Lube's not working. I have a prescription for estrogen. Dial estradiol, and I don't know if there's any other alternatives. Is there any other thing that you can think of that she could probably try? 
Oh, that's such an interesting question. All right. Um, I don't have a medical background, so I'm going to be a little bit cautious here. I'd be curious why the lube isn't working. Like, it sounds like this is something that's coming about from menopause or changing hormones over time. And I know that they, um, the vagina gets a whole lot more sensitive around that time. It can cause a whole lot of pain. Yeah. Like I'm wondering if there's maybe also like a, a, like I, I TikTok everything, which is so bad because I don't want to be a TikTok doctor, but like (laughs) I feel as though if there's a, like a organic alternative versus lube, because me personally, I've never had to try it. I'm not there yet where I'm dry down South, but I don't think I like the way it feels. It's cold. You know what I mean? Like they put that lube on my belly when I was pregnant and I had to have an ultrasound. I don't really like, you know, I don't put the two together as sexy. Just, ugh. but See, I'm a natural, I'll say I'm naturally juicy in that yeah. department, but still I absolutely love and use lube. I highly recommend that people use it. And I do know that that can be a controversial topic because there are other coaches out there that say, absolutely not. Really? Why? So it depends on where you're coming from. Well, for what they're saying, the idea is that like, okay, well, you need to be able to get yourself to that natural state of arousal that everything's just flowing. Whereas I see lube as just an extra benefit because right. sometimes, you know, friction can be a little bit more, um, especially if there's a condom involved versus just bare skin. Sometimes it's just nice to have that extra helper. And I like that. I mean, full disclosure, and I told y'all we were going to go there. Husband, if you're listening, my bad. But like, you know, I don't, I'm glad that we are married and he's, you know, been snipped. We're done having kids because I get to have sex like that. I don't like a condom. Y'all save your damn Karen's and Kyle's chill, you know, save your jokes, save whatever. Because after we had our son, I was just like, I I won't have sex like married people. I don't want to use a condom. Use your condoms, friends, protect yourself. I'm not saying that, but Mm -hmm. it just, it wasn't, it's, it wasn't my cup of tea. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. So another person said, um, this is embarrassing, but I, no questions are embarrassing here ever. Um, my girlfriend is very tiny. She's only five, two and I'm six, three and her vagina is very small and very tight. Good for you. (laughs) I'm very large down there. Good for her. Um, and every position we try hurts. So I was wondering if there's anything we can do, any positions that we haven't done yet that might work. They've tried all kinds of techniques and they like to play, but she never, she, she always wants sex is basically saying she never doesn't want sex, but it's painful for her and he doesn't like it when she's in pain. Well, good man for that. So what do you good think? Man. Is there something that we can suggest? This is such an important topic. People don't realize that like foreplay needs to be so much longer than the time that people are actually spending on it. Like people think, okay, well, you know, he's going to be ready to go rather quickly, but her, her body is built entirely differently. So the vagina is going to take at least 40 minutes to fully, let's say warm up to me, to even be close to the level of being able to accept in that way. So Uh like, I want to ask, I know I'm going to want to ask follow up questions to every single one of these, but I'm curious like what they're doing in the lead up. Cause for me, I mean, unless he's like, I guess that he just might be blessed beyond belief that he might just be just that large. But a lot of the time when people say that, you know, um, a vagina is tight, it's not so much that she's tight like that for me, that signals that her muscles are very tight there, but not necessarily in the good way, more than the, she's not quite warmed up enough for this to feel as good as you really, really want it to. And that's not her fault at all. No, there's been times where I have been like completely hot and heavy for my husband, but my V is just being stubborn that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like for me as well, I understand. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> I'm putting it all out there. Like I, but people know this. I had my vagina, um, not reconstructed, but I had vaginal like through a, what do they call it? So when women have a baby and they tinkle after a kid because it's all loosey goosey down there, I didn't have that problem. But the side effect for this procedure that's like basically they take the, the, it's PRP, they take the plasma out of your blood and then inject it into your bean and they stick a laser up there that it's supposed to be for incontinence, but the fun side effect is that it makes you like a newborn virgin again. And for me, you could get like 10 procedures. I only got two and it was like, damn it, stop. Like I'm gonna, it's gonna close up, it's so tight. And the first couple of times afterwards, I was like kind of self-conscious about the fact that like it was so tight that I was like, is this going to hurt? Like, you know, I literally felt like a, like a mm-hmm. new virgin or something. So it is 
Definitely. If it's like, it needs to be slippery friends. Like it really does. And it'll be worth it because she'll probably get multiple if you actually put that work in to rev that engine up, uh, that engine up. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually on that note, like people assume that the first time it's supposed to hurt. It's not none of that. There's no good reason that sex would ever be painful. Like unless we're talking in a kinky sense and it's totally consensual. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that the insertive kind would ever need to be painful. That's a signal that your body's not getting exactly what it needs. Yes. Like listen to your body friends. Cause I think that it's like, it's, it is at the end of the day, sex, like a primal thing, you know, it's been happening for eons. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it in that space of like how it's supposed to go, because I am just not a fan of what I call rabbit screwing, rabbit fucking, whatever, because if you're just bow, 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 and you're like, like, and I always say this, do not, I'm a, I am a radio DJ and I talky talky. I don't wiki wiki, I talky talky. So don't take your fingers and wiki 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 on my bean and expect to play music. Like, no. Oh God, that's the worst. That's the absolute worst. Don't do that. Like, stop. You're not going to give my V rug burn. Quit it. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, 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 no. Um, one other comment on that. People think that wet means ready the same way that, like, they think an erection means, Ooh, okay, he's also ready. That. Wet is not ready. Wet is like, if you imagine the arousal scale being, like, 1 to 10, where 1 is we're just barely starting, and 10 is, like, get it in me right now, or I'm going to die, or I'm going to kill you in the process. <laughs> wet is like a two on that scale. Wet means you were just starting. The slip and slide is just starting to roll out. Like that's early, 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 early wow. on in the process. And I actually like to tell people, I'm like, okay, don't even think about going inside until she's got like that crazy twinkle in her eye and she's ready to rip your head off. Like nice. if she's not absolutely begging and screaming for you to get inside ASAP, Honestly, she's probably not ready yet. She's not, you know, her parts aren't inflated enough. We don't have enough blood flow there where you need it to be. Damn. And that's a huge misconception. Huge. I'm getting schooled here. I love this. This is always (laughs) my favorite thing to have people ask these questions. And especially like with Ask Riley, it's so good because you can be anonymous. You can just send it in. I know a lot of people were like nervous to say some of these things, but I'm like, people this is uh, I like to say the things if you're thinking about it I want to talk about it so the next question this one has me like whoa um because you and I full disclosure beloveds that are listening I we had a conversation about how like sex and things in terms of having that blow up sex where it's like the greatest sex of your life and it's like fireworks every five seconds could almost be a bad thing in terms of a long-term relationship and I know should say that I literally like sex with my husband is the most igniting one that I've ever had because I'm very much about I love being his he is mine there's no holes barred I don't have to worry about anything about my body he loves it all and I find that so fucking hot to be free that way well this person said how to recreate sex with your person now that now that you've had with your ex more intimate and slow and have a similar connection. So what I'm gathering here is she had that amazing bomb ass sex with the ex and now she's trying to recreate it with the new, which could, I don't know, that could be dangerous territory, I think. What do you think? I've actually been in this situation. Really? Yes. And unfortunately, the second, it didn't get to the relationship part. It was just a courtship, but I was like, okay, I've had such an amazing thing with a friend with benefits shift. How do I apply that to this new person that I'm seeing that I want to be in a relationship with? And unfortunately, that one didn't work out. But it's a question that I spent so much time thinking about because I'm like, okay, well, what was going so right in the prior sex? Mm. How can I bring that forward? And I noticed that what we were previously doing that was working so well for me was going so, so slowly for everything, like keeping my focus in my body, keeping my focus on that pleasure, like working on that connection together, as opposed to trying to just rush through it or rush to an orgasm. Mm, that made a huge difference. Like I was glowing for maybe 10 days the first uh-huh. time we did anything. And let me tell you, we never even got to the penetrative stuff. Wow. I was glowing from just to the outside play. Wow. It was that powerful. I love that. I mean, that's the thing too, is that when that sexual connection is there on an emotional level or like a mental level, I've always said like I tried to be more careful as I got a little bit older with my sexcapades because there's some chemical in my brain that once the hot dog enters the damn taco, there's something chemically that like connects me to that person, even if I can't fucking stand them. So 
to go like slower and 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 you know enjoy that pet play i guess because so many people mm-hmm. for that it's so like wait you know because the o lasts for yeah. all of like maybe 10 seconds if you're lucky and then if you get multiple cool but the rest of it's got to be lame just to get that little like blowout um mm-mm. right like you have to have that heart connection piece there it's one thing to already have amazing sex without that but when you do have that it makes everything feel better like that's how you get time to stop and that's how you get stars to shoot out of your head that will make you know your orgasms feel better too absolutely everything about the encounter so much better and so much more wholesome and so many men in particular are disconnected from that that heart element that emotional element they see sex as like okay this is something really physically that we can definitely enjoy and there's a closeness here but there can sometimes be that natural guard up Uh to say well you know we don't need to make this an emotional thing this isn't naturally emotional but sex is naturally emotional it's meant to be naturally emotional when animals are having sex they're not doing it for the pleasure they're doing it for the natural reproduction we're doing it for the pleasure yep do you know what i find funny about this and i don't know if you're a game of thrones fan but it is very indicative of who i am and who my husband is (laughs) that i would bring this up but there's a scene in the very first season of game of thrones where khaleesi is basically just being you know had by her new husband that she was forced to marry and he is just back in the like behind just pumping 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 she gets no pleasure out of it and then at one point she finally like figures out through the other women in the tribe or whatever how to actually get on top of him and pleasure him and all of a sudden wham bam he's like obsessed with her this is his Khaleesi she's the moon and the stars and this that and the third it's like if you just give it a second sex is exciting sure but actually chill and like let your body feel all of that blood flow if you will instead of just trying to get to the end game I always say this in fitness too it's like it's a journey not a destination because once you get to the destination it's done so enjoy the journey people you know get some popcorn get some absolutely it's like I do trust me I've sat in my nightstand for afterwards <laughs> um I love that you gave that example I'm not a Game of Thrones person but watch actually it. I watched I watched the first episode cried my eyes out and refused to watch any more of it but maybe I will that say other one it's like the second or third it's worth it okay I'm glad to hear that glad to hear that um but the idea that like when the woman is tapping into her pleasure, that changes the dynamic for both of them. Mm-hmm. Because in so much sex, like the woman is kind of almost dissociated from what she's looking to feel from it. Like she might feel selfish for kind of going after her own pleasure or asking what she wants. But men are hungry for mm-hmm. that. Men want their woman to be having the best time of her life, as much pleasure as possible. Like he wants her to be enjoying it. So if she can get to that state where she is just in that headspace, in her body, living her best life, they're both going to have an amazing time because if she's that happy, she's going to make sure he's that happy too. Oh yeah. Like I've told my husband and this is why I say that like married sex is very much more igniting for me than any other sex that I had when I was like young and wild and trying to fuck for love because that's literally what it was. It was like, you know, I'll do anything, be anything. I'll fake it because I was so like wanting this guy to love me, which just doesn't work like that. Now, after, especially after I had kids and became like a full on grown woman and in my juicy goosey prime that I'm just like, (laughs) um, I'm not faking for you. No, like I I am not a glory hole. You need to like get me there. And that's what my husband has always said that like that's the sexiest part of it all that I'm just like, I know what I want. I want to give you what you want 100%. I want you to always be fulfilled in that way because I'm the only one that's ever allowed to do it ever again because I will cut it off and put it on a trophy if you ever stick that somewhere it doesn't belong. But (laughs) for real, um, but I like I definitely want to be in tune with my own body and wants and it's not just him running the show or even vice versa for some men I'm sure if it's like there's one that's more experienced do you ever get that whether the woman is more experienced than the man in some of the couples that you've talked to almost every relationship I've been in that has been the case I think I have a type Uh, some of it's just like teaching (laughs) okay um, somebody said um, it's embarrassing to admit again nothing is embarrassing but it's been almost four years since I've been in an intimate relationship with a man 
My last relationship was so horrible that I was glad to be single, but uh, the longer I've been alone, the more I feel like I've lost interest and my dating mojo. Any tips on how to get my groove back? So I didn't go four years, but I... Everybody on the air that's, you know, listened to me before in the last six years knows this. But for those of you that are new, I had the most abusive relationship physically and mentally of a man that I was engaged to twice. We had two weddings that we planned and he left me at the altar four months before each one. Thank God, though. But it was like I didn't have sex for two years therein like granted I was pregnant for 10 months of that but I was also so scarred from all of that that again like I said once the taco enters the you know or the hot dog enters the vagina there's something else that goes off so I was cautious about just going out there and getting some because that's just my mental makeup but I think that like when you've been out of the sexual game for that long I don't know. Do you think you should just jump right back in and get your toe wet or something else wet? Or do you think that you should be more cautious about where you put, you know, your, your sexual energy, because that could mess with you even more after a bad relationship. One of us, well, maybe this is just me as an introvert, but I know I would burn out in that situation. If I went in, you know, diving right into the deep end, <laughs> it's going to backfire so much. You're going to have leaky energy in every direction and it's, it's not going to be fun. Like the way that I like to approach dating is tapping into what about this is pleasurable for me? How can I make this as fun as possible? Because people talk about dating about it being like this really gross chore. And like, yeah, sometimes there are some elements to it that, that aren't the best. But if you figure out what your own wants, your needs, your desires, like not just sexually, but what you're looking for in a relationship, what you're looking for in your own life and tap into that, it's going to help you set better boundaries. And when you have those better boundaries, dating is easy because anybody who's not within those bounds, they'll either naturally get rid of themselves or you'll be able to see right away that they're not a very good fit. Very true. And also, also tapping into your own, here's where we can get more sexual, your own actual pleasure. I've also noticed for myself and for other people that I've spoken with, um, women specifically more than men for this one. But the longer that I go without either having sex or having an orgasm, like if I'm not focused on my own sexual energy, it kind of, it kind of hibernates. Yes. As opposed to when I'm regularly like enjoying my own self time, then I'm more likely to crave it and I'm more likely to be receptive to it. I'm more likely to look for it and enjoy that with other people. Absolutely. Because I've noticed like in relationships, you have those busy times and you have the kind of lulls and I'm like, okay, I will forget to self-pleasure for like a month on hand, you know, <laughs> it happens sometimes as opposed to when it's a more regular treat. And you're doing this because you love yourself. You're doing this as a way to show love to your body. Yeah. I think that'll just put you in such a great headspace. And who doesn't want more orgasms in their day? A little extra sparkle. Honestly, married or not, sex firing or not, it's like I've sometimes incorporated that into my self-care. Like getting up if, you know... Those are the days that we have like our nanny come or whatever. And I have a little bit of the morning to get ready before I have to work or do, you know, interviews or whatever. And I'm on my way to the gym before I take a shower. I will do that. I will do my gua sha on my face. I'll do my dry brushing. It's become part of the routine because, yeah, when I didn't have sex for two years, I was like hungry for it. But then I didn't like remember like, oh, shit, this actually really feels good. Like, let's do this more. And I don't want to compare sex to the dentist or pleasure myself to the dentist, but I hate going to the dentist. But once I do, it's like, oh, I feel so much better. My teeth don't hurt, you know? Like, it's a bad analogy, but it's just, I think there's something too about getting those juices flowing, like craving that and needing it because it's so good for you too. Like, I always mm -hmm. feel better. It's like you're starting your own engine. You're reminding your body, hey, we love this. We love mm -hmm. this. Yes. Let's do more of this. You know, and especially- And then the craving comes naturally. Yes, Especially as a woman, too. It's like back in the day, we were not thought of as people that should be pleasuring ourselves or doing all that. It was like we were a means to an end to have babies. And that was that. You know, there's a lot of women that lost their heads for that fucking right. So let's let's pleasure friends. Let's do it. Um, I really, Absolutely. I really like this one. Um, how can you introduce toys in the bedroom without freaking out a partner? Ooh. Oh, that's a fun one because I've got a bunch of toys. <laughs> really? Mm. Absolutely. I'm a big fan. I, I do say people should use them with caution because a, realistically, a toy can never replace a partner because the toy is not alive. Right. The toy can do other things, 
you can absolutely say like, okay, this toy, one of my favorites is my vibrators, but I don't want to ever become too reliant on them because then like my body gets used to that higher level of stimulation as opposed to something that you can create like organically with your hands, with a mouth, with other fun things. So you think that that should be an addition too. So maybe like propose it to said partner, like, okay, we're great. This is wonderful. I love you, but let's have fun and let's like enhance it versus, Hey, you're not, you know, like, cause if you don't put that disclaimer, mm-hmm. I feel like they might think like, Oh shit, am I not enough? Right. It's not, I love you, but it's, I love you. And here's some other things that also work amazingly with me. And I want to share them with you. Like if you make it such that it's empowering for your partner to also be using them with you mm-hmm. and let them know like, Hey, you're not being replaced. This is just, we're bringing in a guest. <laughs> It's like it's a completely it's a different perspective. It's an accessory. Like I'm very into fashion. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, okay, you can have your tinted sunscreen on that looks really pretty and your skin looks great, but then you add a little highlight to your cheek and it's like ooh, that's sparkly or juicy in this case. So, I mean, I think maybe don't bust out with like the full-on Christian Grey red room right away, but maybe just get something simple that's fun and don't I would say don't like su- like surprise attack. Don't surprise the toys. I had, okay, babe, again, my husband, I'm going to apologize to you. I had an ex-boyfriend years ago when we were young that randomly he just popped out with a vibrator while he was there. And I was just like, whoa, 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 what the fuck is that? You know, because I was young and not ready for it. And I didn't understand, like, not that I didn't understand because I, <laughs> I didn't stay young very long, but... I think it's important to communicate that because comfortability is real important in the bedroom. It's a lot harder to get and give consent when you're like in the moment going, here's a surprise, you know, here's my, you know, it's like one of those court shows where you're like, surprise witness. No, don't do that. These are the kinds of conversations to have well in advance to be like, oh, by the way, are there other things that you're into? Here's some other things that I'm into. And I've got these really cool additions that I'd love to try out with you if you're comfortable with that. Mm Mm-hmm. So another person said how to give your partner signs that you want them to initiate. Because correct me if I'm wrong, um, I think men swing one way or the other. For the most part, I'm not generalizing here, but in the relationships I've had, it's either they're hungry fucking wolves. It's like, get off of me. Stop poking me. Or they're like timid (laughs) and waiting for you to come like rub up against them and like grab it and be like, let's go to the bedroom. So what are some more fun ways that you can say like hey i want you to make you know make it known like Mm. you want me well this flirting comes into play here as well as learning the power dynamic that you enjoy about your relationship like personally i'm kinky i identify as a dominatrix in my personal life so i'm used to talking to so many men who are like how do I get my partner to want to initiate? Because it's exhausting when I always do. Or actually, I, <laughs> one of my prior boyfriends, one of the issues that I ran into with him where we absolutely had that kinky dynamic, but we had agreed early on in the relationship that he would never initiate, I would initiate every single time. And oh, what wow. happened is that over time. Like a talk? You actually sat oh, down and was like, because you know, it's like you have the relationship talk, where are we? But you guys actually had like a parameter, like sexual talk. Oh, honey, that was like, even before we were in a relationship, that was one of the first couple of days. It was like, let's talk about logistics here. But part of the the problem that I ran into and one of the reasons that I sympathize so much with men in a similar situation is that when I was always the one initiating, I started to feel less desired by him because it was like, okay, this is only one sided as opposed to this needs to go both ways. So when you understand more about like, okay, who maybe in a bedroom context, maybe in the relationship in general, but like, is there one person who likes to take charge? Is there one person who likes to be led? Do you both like to do that equally? And then leaning into that to figure out like, okay, well, how can I make this person feel desired in a way that fits within the relationship? Because I want to say a lot of people do enjoy both of those, but I've noticed that in most relationships, it tends to skew one way or the other. That's so, so interesting you- that you guys had, I'm sorry, my ADHD is still stuck on this conversation. Like, and I feel like it's so awesome because it just like people will talk about like, do you want kids? Do you want to get married? Blah, 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 blah. But like the thing that you're going to do the most out of, okay, you get married once, hopefully, or you have that wedding with that one person once, you know, until it either stays together forever or doesn't. You have a couple kids. These are things that like you do 
like at certain points in your life. But you never have that conversation about what you want and what you like about something you're hopefully going to do at least, I don't know, a couple times a week. If, you know, you're like sexually happy that I'm sorry, that just like is so awesome that that's a thing. People just do that more. I wish people had those conversations more. And I know that can be a little bit tough in newer relationships because it is such a vulnerable place to be coming from. And some people, I guess there's nuance with it too. Like if you rush right into that first, maybe in the dating stage, people are like, oh, well, they're only looking for a sexual thing here as opposed to, no, this is just one more element of, are we compatible? Because this is one way to gauge that sexual compatibility, which that can fluctuate over time as well. But at least knowing right off the bat, okay, what kind of what kind of fulfillment are you looking for in bed and in this relationship? Is that something that we can actually meet each other on? Well, it's like before I was very, I guess, woman-like, and this is no disrespect to women and their sexuality, but, you know, as women, we tend to, or at least in the past, like we want the ring, we want the baby, we want the house and blah, 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 blah. But then when I got that with a person and that was everything I ever wanted, I feel very lucky in the fact that we had always had that fiery connection and there's this dynamic where I don't have to be shy about asking for what I want in that area. And I think that that, if you want a relationship with longevity, yeah, you're right. Not in the beginning because that might fright, you know, guys too, like they can be all, you know, dick swinging guys with their mouth and other parts and just like be all free about it. But when we do it, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, let me clutch my pearls. Who is this sleuth? You know, like, but once you're comfortable enough with that person and you think this could be like a long sitting thing, I love the idea. You have like the, you know, where are we in a relationship talk? And then a couple, like after you've defined it, whatever it is either way you say okay well I want to be on top and I want you to be on bottom and I want to sit there and whip you and have you let me do it like <laughs> you know maybe not maybe that might be a little much but I'm just saying wow I mean in some dynamics that's very favorable but <laughs> a little less common that's the thing too I know like we all got all hot and heavy over the freaking like eyes wide shutter no not that movie uh Christian Grey frick anyway we all got hot and heavy over Kristen Gray and all the things that he did, but nobody asks for that in person. Nobody like, I mean, I don't want to say nobody, but it seems so just <gasps> to talk. About maybe not in your circles. I mean, well, maybe I need to hang out with you. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I know some kinky people. <laughs> but that, like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like I, speaking of eyes wide shut, have you ever seen that movie? Actually, no, oh, I haven't. You need to watch that. Okay, it's Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. I think it was like late, late 90s, early 2000s. But I'm a girl. Is that the one about the sex cult? Kind of, yes. So he's like, I forget. I think he's like a doctor and she's a housewife. She's bored or whatever. And he ends up going to this like mansion in the middle of the night. And it's this weird coming coming around movie like there's problems in their marriage like sexually they're it doesn't seem like they're hitting it off and he goes to this mansion on the like invite of one of his former colleagues and it turns out that they're like just people fucking everywhere it just like it just crazy like everybody's wearing masks so nobody knows anything it's a secret society that he's not supposed to be there and i think some girl like dies they don't say that she dies but it's like she tried to protect him within the cult but anyway it's it's if you get past all of that it's a lot about like the sexuality and how people hide from that that even when I first watched it because obviously it's a 90s movie I was a lot younger that I was like oh god I would never do anything as far as that but if there's something in terms of like fantasies that you want from your partner I think these conversations could be so beneficial for people to have because why hide oh, 100% that? why like oh I got so excited about that. Sorry, I could do a whole podcast about that one. You know, it's a part of people's identity that, like, it's the one, I always, I always say it's one of the only elements of our health and our well-being that we cannot talk about at the dinner table. <laughs> I would. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> well, you, me too. But, I mean, in most households, like, this is just, it's still so taboo that people are like, oh, I can't actually reveal that side of myself. Like I've noticed that with so many men where they're still hiding some fantasies that they've had or that they've mentally explored where they're like, okay, maybe this would hurt my partner's feelings if I told her or, oh, I don't think I want to experience it in real life. So I don't need to tell her about it, but they're missing out on so much connection there, okay. emotional connection within the relationship by not sharing that with the partner. Even if you don't, even if you don't act on it, yeah, like it's still hard to talk about. Out of respect for my husband, I'm not going to go and like just put all his business out there because he's not the one behind the mic. But I will say this: that like I find and discover certain things that will happen with us sexually five years in, two years married, you know, two kids later that he'll do that. I'm like, whoa, 
where was that? More, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be like, well, did you not like it? I'm like, no, bring it out because I love the idea of that comfortability. Like I said, that's why married sex rocks for me. That it's just like, oh, I love, like, even if it's a situation where it wasn't like my favorite thing in the world to do, the mysteriousness of it still coming out is like, oh, cool. And let's put it this way. If you're going to become conjoined with somebody at some point, shouldn't you be able to end up like telling them what you want in that aspect? Like, that's what's so crazy to me is that we will let someone physically become part of us for a minute, but we can't emotionally have these conversations. That's just wild. Yes. Yes. That's huge. It's like, why would you honestly, why would you want to be in a relationship? Why do you want to be in a partnership, a marriage? If you're not going to be willing to share your true heart, your soul, your being with that person like why bother yeah what's the point because listen marriage doesn't get easier you know what I mean like it's just it needs to be a situation in relationships for me at least because I always like to lay with this prefaces for if there's new people listening to really Riley right now I did not have a perfect relationship past I I shared a little bit of it right now with you know my ex-fiance but like it was bad I was trying to fall in love with every Tom, Dick and Harry, because I always had this vision of what I wanted for my life, like marriage and the picket fence and the two kids. And now do I have that? Yeah. But what I got also was just this journey of discovering what I did and didn't want. And as a woman, that's real cool to blossom into Mm -hmm. that. Like men, I honestly think too, like my husband's six and a half years younger than me. And that was really awesome to be able to connect with someone in that way. We have a little bit of a different age difference. I have a li- like, not a lot of it, but a little bit more life than him. But to both of us be mature enough to be open in that sense, that's just, y'all, just talk to your partners for goodness sakes. Um, your marriage is sounding spicier and spicier every time you, know, <laughs> you describe you know, it. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, like I said, my husband's generally like a, a reserved human, not with me. So I just, it's not me hiding anything. It's just that I know like it, he's not sitting right here. You know, like, so I ain't going to go into like the positions and all of that. But I do love that. I think even as a man at 36, he always says, oh, I'm so old. I'm like, boo. Like you guys have not even entered Primeville until you're like 45, 50, I feel like. So you got time. <laughs> I, I don't want to call myself a cougar. I hate that shit. But somebody else said, um, oh, hello. Actually, can we back up a second? Because I yep. feel like we kind of didn't answer that question too. Also, I definitely like. I like the cougar vibes. I am all about that. Well, all about that. It's kind of like for me, I, I obviously I have no shame period, but for me, like I said, it's, I'm grateful for my husband that it's never been a situation where I will fucking tell him some women that's fine for you. If it works when your marriage are a little bit lighter and they pussyfoot around things. I don't do that with anything in life. And that's, and he appreciates that in a sense. Cause I don't, I don't lie. That's one of my big triggers. Like I don't withhold like what you see is what you get. I mean what I say and I say what I mean all the time. So if I don't like something or if it's not working for me, you're going to fucking know period. But then when it does work, you're also going to fucking know. So that probably makes you a very safe person to be around because he knows he can trust that you're going to tell him exactly how it is. Yeah. I mean, sexually, of course, like safe so much when I'm pissed off elsewise, maybe not, but <laughs> but like an emotionally, yeah. <laughs> an emotionally safe person there. I just, um, I'm a spicy Latina. And sometimes, you know, we throw things <laughs> and we get angry, which also could be hot in the bedroom, but <laughs> see, now you're getting kind of kinky again. I mean, a bit there. it is what it is. Like, and I just think it's cool to be free about it all. I, I think that it's a shame to go through relationships and life and experiencing like even if you're just dating if you're just fucking if it's a one night stand especially if it's a one night stand you know I've never had one of those I, I haven't either I can't say that I wish I did because like I said if, if you know the the motion in the ocean isn't happening up in the mental it's not going to be you know squishy down there it's just no it's like dry mm-hmm. Sahara desert but you know I think that like if you if you're experiencing things in whatever capacity you're letting someone enter you're entering them it should be like pleasurable for everybody there should never be wasted sex somebody said to me once like sex is like pizza it's all good bullshit bullshit <laughs> i don't want domino's sex no shade to domino's i want papa no Domino's. i want new york city pizza that's greasy and slippery <laughs> You're going to make me hungry. <laughs> oh, no, right? For what? For which one? No, 
but back to the initiating. Um, I did have one final thought on that. Okay. So if a partner is not initiating, I see two big reasons for that. One, they might naturally be more sexually submissive and they like to be pursued. Mm. Or two, they might just be kind of cautious because I see this so much with men who given there are a lot of submissive men out there too. God bless them. But for the ones who are just kind of cautious, like they don't want to be that creepy guy. They don't want to feel like they're overpowering her. They don't want to feel like a, a predator. So they're just playing it a little bit too safe, even though she's so hungry to feel their power. She wants to be pursued by them. You know what? It's interesting so, that you say that, like, because I'm such a forceful individual in person and in, in a lot of ways, like my husband didn't kiss me on the first date and I, I ended up kissing him. Obviously, that's like the very start of anything. But he was like, well, I didn't want to come across as that guy, like that creepy, mm-hmm. like, ew, because let's face it, as women, when we're not in the mood, nobody, nobody wants to be put. Don't come and put your penis up in between my buns and pump, pump, pump and think that's going to do a goddamn thing. Like, no, get off of me. Preach. That doesn't work. You can come kiss me at the base of my neck. That that'll do some shit. Let me stop though, because that's my husband's business. But I think that yes, like if 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 you want them to initiate again, I'm so stuck on this conversation. Tell them that. Put Mm -hmm. a note if you don't feel comfortable saying it outright. You know, just figure. Oh yeah, type it up on your phone. Little notes conversation thing. Get your thoughts out in place. Yeah, absolutely. This is such ripe territory for a conversation. Mm. Why you want to be pursued, what's hot about that for you, how you'd like your partner to do it, just even giving them ideas, because sometimes the partner is more than willing, they just don't really have in their mind yet of like, oh, how would how would this person appreciate that if this isn't something that we're normally doing? If this is new territory, give me some ideas to play with. I'll pick one of them and surprise you. Ooh, yes. So... I'm sorry. I like I I don't I'm not going to be reserved cuz my husband already knows I'm doing this. Like we actually have cards that I oh, got yeah. as a gift. And honestly, like they some people might be like, "Oh god, what is this?" Like some of them are very mild and some of them are very not. But we like to play games as kids. Like what like I don't know like what happened to sex in terms of like taking the joy out of it in that way. It's not a fucking <sighs> chore. It's not. Yes, sex is how adults play. It's such a beautiful venue for play. Like, you have kids playing doctors as little kids before, you know, they don't know what's what and it's the adults who freak out about it. And then when you're old enough and when puberty hits in and you got the hormones and whatnot, you can actually play as an adult in sex. It makes Mm -hmm. it so much hotter. Absolutely. Um, So speaking of sex drive, someone said holistic ways for sexual drive. So... I have one that I have recently talked about this company a lot, Alkaline Herbs. I know you guys think that I'm just slepping this. They're not paying me to say this. It's just her products are so good and they're holistic and they're all like very naturally and organically sourced because sometimes things that are holistic are not actually that holistic in the way that they are derived from things. But it's, I'm going to just say that one, it's not an advertisement, but it worked for me because the first time I took it, I had to go to the bathroom immediately and stay in there for 30 minutes it was it's called drive by alkaline herb it's so good i think i have linked this in my um instagram it's also on my blog at really podcast.com but if i haven't put it up there i will gladly send it to you use rally 10 for a code um but what do you think are there any other holistic things that you can think of so i'm cautious with any kind of like sex pills or whatever they're just there are a lot of charlatans out there trying to get people to take things. <laughs> you just gave probably the most amazing testimonial that I've ever heard for any kind of supplement. But honestly, my approach is just to add more self-pleasure. Mm. Turn that craving on for yourself. You'll crave it more naturally. Yes, absolutely. Find other things in your life. Romanticize your life, really. Once everything integrates more pleasure, like eating more slowly, dressing in a very sensual way, spending more time with your body in addition to that self-pleasure time, Holy shit. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. That's how you get things going. 100%. Like, I mean, I, again, we keep going back to these same topics like strike me, but it's so true that like once you get into that practice, okay, it's not the same thing, but it's like going to the gym. I actually did have a friend that started going to the gym and she was like, why am I feeling so saucy every day? Like, because you're getting all of that stuff going, you're getting your body moving. Like I always say, you want to go to the gym and you don't feel like it, go get yourself a cute outfit, lay it out the night before and go. It's almost the same thing. Like go get yourself a new vibrator. They're actually not very expensive if you find them on certain websites, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, exercise is a form of breath work. It has you doing a lot of the same types of things that you would be doing if you were intentionally doing breath work. And breath work is a fantastic way to also liberate that kind of 
stuckness and stress and whatever that's in your body, and you will naturally get hornier after doing it sometimes. It just happens. Speaking the more that you can relieve stress in whatever way works for you, you will naturally clear those pathways for sexual energy to flow. Oh, energy is such a big thing with me too. Like I've been working, like I've, I've teased a couple of people with this whole situation of like somatic um, therapy and such like that, like getting the trauma mm-hmm. out of the body. I feel like a good old orgasm can be at least a Band-Aid for that every day. But 100%. I also had a question about, it's not really a question, it's more of a statement about breath. And this may seem very elementary and it probably is to you because again, I'm not the expert. But ladies, don't hold your breath when you're about to get that O. Don't hold your breath. Don't clench. Let it happen. The way that like, listen, I work out, obviously, everybody knows I'm a fitness ambassador. Like when I'll deadlift, I would hold my breath, almost damn near pass out, pick it up 200 pounds. I'm not there yet. 185. But it's like, don't clench. Let it go. Elsa, think. Elsa. <laughs> I know that's not the horn. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna have people having the weirdest visions when they're having sex. Seriously, think. Elsa. You know, if it gets them off, here for that. There totally fine. She's hot. The weirder the better. Oh my god! I literally just like fucking Disney with this. Hey, it's fine. We're keeping it very real and really Riley. I told you we were gonna do that. I. Just- that's so true though about the breath. Like I used to. I noticed one time. I used to get these stomach aches after orgasming and I was like, what is going on here? I don't understand this. And I realized it's because I was holding my breath as I approached orgasm because it made the intensity of the buildup feel better. Mm -hmm. But then afterwards, like my innards are like, what the hell? This is so uncomfortable because I was depriving them of oxygen. As opposed to if you're breathing throughout, it can actually slow down the buildup a little bit, but in a good way. It's, because then it's a lot stronger afterwards. Exactly. Like for me, I'm the type of person that when it'll happen, I would do the same thing because you think, okay, hold on. I want to hold on to this feeling. Ugh. But if you actually breathe through it, for me, it might feel a little bit slower than this boom or whatever. But I'll take slower and feeling just ah versus just this big fat explosion to where it's over. And then you almost have like a oh hangover right afterwards. Mm-hmm. So breathe, yeah. friends. Breathe. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll get you closer to having full body orgasms too as you practice that breathing. And for people with penises in particular, it'll help you last longer. Mm. Stamina trick right there. Breathe slower. It'll slow down your reaction. You can last longer. So no, wait. Is that lasting longer in the O or lasting longer throughout the motion in the ocean? Throughout the motion in the ocean. Wow. But because it brings the awareness into your body, you'll also have better orgasms over time. That's the thing. Like, you know... <laughs> Nobody wants a quickie. We talked about this off the phone and on the phone last night too. Like the quickies, I'm sure they have their place. I have two kids. Sometimes a quickie is needed. Sometimes. But as your main form of screwing, don't do that. Don't do that. Nobody wants the rabbit fucker. Don't do that. Like put some effort in. Vaginas were not built for that. No. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> we need that long runway. We need to build up to it. Mm-hmm. Quickies, the only way, I will argue, the only way that a quickie would work for someone with a vagina is if she's already prepped well in advance. And I mean like the mental, the emotional, like maybe you've been doing the sexy texting throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is something that you have planned in advance. He comes home or you come home and like dinner's already made and just everything's already taken care of. The kids are with the babysitter. Like there are no other things to worry about and then you've got like that clear pathway internally, then you might have more luck with it. But I still don't recommend rushing anything ever. Mm. If I could change the world, I would have everybody having like two, three hour sex. I would have everybody like be able to freeze their calendar, freeze their schedule, freeze whatever is happening in life and just have that bubble to savor it. But I think it's important to make time to freeze that calendar. You know what I mean? Because there is something about getting out of the routine and like hotel sex that sounds so damn elementary, like not putting the pressure on it, like where you have to go somewhere, you have to have your drinks, you have to go get a wax, which, hey, do that too. But you know, you have to do all this because for me, that takes all of like the fun out of it. That's when it becomes a chore. But on a rent, not on, I'm not saying New Year's Eve, I'm not saying your birthday on a random Tuesday. If you took that word able to like, maybe that can't happen for your schedule. But you see what I'm saying? Like not a big special occasion, but take the time to get out of that routine. Because somebody else said in here, like my wife no longer has a sex drive. At best, we have sex once a month. Help. Like, is it sad to say that that's like the 10th person I've heard to say that that sex once a month is normal? That just makes me so sad to hear it. Like, again, follow-up questions. I would love to know what else is going on in their life because chances are to me, like my jumping to assumptions here, but I just wonder what else is going on for her that that desire isn't being 
sparked. What's going on in their relationship? What's going on in her life? What else is she stressed about? What are the distractions? Does she not feel courted? Does she not feel pursued? Like, what's the interaction between the two of them been looking like? And how can we infuse more of that intentionality in there? Mm, you said intention to me. Big difference That's there. The thing. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the thing. I manifest with intentions and sex with intentions. Like, I think that sex is so much more complex than people give it credit for. Yes. But it's also way more simple than people give it credit for. Like, also true. if you're honest, I'm still stuck on this question, ma'am. Like literally if I, I'm never going to have a relationship again because I'm not like if my husband tries to leave me, I'm going to follow him, which, you know, like that's, <laughs> I got in a marriage for that reason for forever. But like, if I was dating all over again, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Here's where we got to have the timeline. We got to have a first kiss. We got to have a first screw. We got to have the conversation about what we're going to be to each other. And then we got to have the conversation about what we want sexually. You've you got something there for real. I love it. Well, Katie, we're getting into the space where this is going to go forever, ever, and I could stay on the phone with you till two o'clock in the morning. But I think maybe what we do is, if everybody wants to, we can get to some more questions in a part two. Um, but I also want you to give all of the things, Katie, so that people can get a hold of you as well and dive further into what you offer, what you can do, and help them, and just everything that you want to present to anybody that's listening right now so give me the insta give me the website give me the email give me the podcast all right fun stuff so i'm katie wilkinson of katie coaches you can find me on instagram at katie coaches katie spelled c-a-i-t-y i know that's a little unusual my website is katiecoaches.com um i'm also on reddit at katie coaches um my podcast is Quickies with Angela and Katie. We are on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube where we answer sex questions. And we aim for 15 minutes or less. They do tend to go a little bit long because it's a little bit hard to cut off the sexual conversation yeah, when you get talking about really fun topics from an educational perspective. It's so great. It happens. Tonight. But I'd love to connect with your people. I'd love to hear what other questions people have to ask I, this is so much fun being here absolutely like, I really 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 enjoyed talking about this and this is like a new fun area for me to go into and I really like appreciate that like I can see in these questions like who's asking them like I said I'm not going to put their business out there but it really did come from all walks of life male female married dating you know breakups and all the things like I just this is how we get very real on really Riley so Katie thank you so much for being with us and if you all would do me a favor please like share comment and rate the podcast because that's how we get it out there to more peeps um if you guys have any more questions about sex relationships for katie and i if you want us to do a um part two at really riley podcast at gmail.com really riley podcast on instagram at riley couture on instagram dms are always open and i just like i appreciate y'all for being here katie thank you thank you thank you so much Um, let's do this again. Thank you guys for listening. It's really Riley.